This is 77 miles. Hey, what up, moon calves? Uh, this is another uh, <laughs> this is another episode of 77 Miles. Um, it is like <laughs> it is 7:45 p.m. or 19:45, depending uh, on what kind of nerd you are today. Yeah. Um, and uh, this episode's not going to have any driving in it. Uh, no, because so, we already drove 77 miles today. Yeah, Actually, more than. Yeah, in the last weekend we've driven... Uh, like a bajillion Whatever, miles. 77 times 4 is... Plus the extra to Virginia Beach. Yeah, so fuck it. I'm not going to do any driving. Till tomorrow morning. Yeah, it's a vacation from driving. Yeah. But, uh, so, in this episode, um, you get to hear my lovely voice reading, um... What I think is one of my favorite books uh, that I've ever read. And it's actually by Sean. It's called The Tower. Oh, thank you. And um, it's like, uh, and I'll, I'll say this in our discussion afterwards, but it's not suitable for children. Um, it's uh, a weird Frankenstein's monster combination with um, prostitutes and murder and <laughs> um, mafia type stuff. It's it's a Liter- fun book. Literally the worst shit. Like it's- Yeah, like if you can think of all the bad things, like all the dirty side of life, you know, drugs, rock and roll, prostitutes, all of it um, combined into one story that's that's what it is and it's yeah. it's really fun to read um so i read a a small chapter or a big chapter whatever i guess um to you guys and then we uh we discuss we it. discuss the chapter after that and um that's uh that's basically it yeah that's basically this whole episode my lovely wife reads uh, a chapter and then uh we discuss yeah. it afterwards so you you could call it story time yeah story time with this, this whole this whole this uh episode story. is uh story time yeah story time with cora yeah it's what Sto- i do to my story, kids sometimes story time with cora and i read like weird shit to her yeah <laughs> all right later bye okay bye-bye Madam Titan and the President planned to meet after he got settled in his room. The Madam sat in her chair in her office reading a stained copy of The Heavenly Table by Donald Ray Pollock, waiting for him, but he didn't show up. Instead, he went right to his discovery of what the tower had to offer. He spent a good amount of time sucking Paige, Cora, and Vicky's toes while they discussed the difference between the Portuguese and Spanish languages. Paige described the scenario as she sat in the chair next to Madame Titan, wearing a very large black strap-on dildo and what seemed to be about a hundred rolls of toilet paper and a makeshift mummy costume. She was inspecting the back of a, the back of a bottle of KY. "Do you think I can get this thing inside him if I use this stuff?" she asked. Madame Titan thought about the vivid picture Paige was painting and took a drink of her mojito, amused at the mental image. The president spent a good a good portion of his first night snorting a mixture of cocaine and molly and reciting some of his past speeches to an audience consisting of Pygmy, Paige, Vicky, Misty, Pygmy's handler, 
and a Secret Service agent and one of the waitresses, while Cora sucked on his testicles and fingered his rectum. Vladimir Putin ain't got shit on me, he would exclaim periodically. The statement brought Vicky an idea of genius. She ran off out of the room and came back a few minutes later wearing a mask that was made to look like the Russian leader. And then her and the president had a sexual battle so intense that everyone left, agreeing as a whole that some things just weren't appropriate. Even the Secret Service agent removed himself from the room, closing the door to just stand outside, and ordered a 7 and 7 from the retreating waitress. The president wasn't seen for the rest of the night, but Vicky could be seen leaving the room, only to return with another mask that looked like a different world leader and then shutting the door. The agent saw Kim Jong-un, Hassan Rouhani, Bashar al-Assad, and even Elaine Burset, the Swiss president. At the end of the night, Vicky left with an armful of rubber masks as a waitress wheeled in a cart consisting of an enormous tray of cocktail shrimp, a grapefruit, and a bottle of bourbon. The normal nightly routine and antics of the tower continued, but the president's night was obviously over. He wasn't seen again until the next morning. The president woke up to Madame Titan sitting in a leather chair next to his bed. She was wearing a robe and reading a paper, a mimosa in one hand and a cigarette in the hand that was holding the paper. When she realized he was awake, she folded the paper in her lap and took a swig of her drink. She took a long drag on her cigarette, inhaling, and let the smoke pour out as she, smoke, as she spoke. Good morning, sir. Did you enjoy your first night? I did, thank you. It was magnificent. Great, just great. Good. I'm glad to hear. I thought we would discuss what I had planned on discussing last night before you dive back into the pleasures of the tower, she said. Great, sounds great, he responded. First, you are welcome to do as you please, obviously. But we also have set up a small party for your stay here. It will be tonight at midnight. Excellent, just magnificent. We hope to see you there. Of course, I'm sure it will be stupendous. Madame Titan stood, gathered her things, and started to walk from the room when the president spoke. Wait. Yes, sir. How can I help you? I'm curious, madam. What do you do, yourself, have to offer? Beside this brilliant facility, of course. She knew exactly what he was getting at, but wasn't sure he, that he was ready. She would surely humor him if he wanted. However, she raised her eyebrows at him and spoke. Mr. President, I am Madame Titan, head of Madame Titan's Teton Tower. She put her glass and newspaper down. She took another drag from her cigarette and slid the robe off of her left shoulder, moving gracefully towards the bed. Everything in this facility is provided by me in some way, shape, or form. I understand that, madam, said the president said. But, I mean, what can you personally offer? She slid the other side of her robe off the opposite shoulder, folding her arms, holding her robe just over her breast, only hiding her nipples. I can offer a lot of people a lot of things. It's only a matter of what they desire. She could see the president rock the president's rock hard erection from under her sheet, and she was he was almost drooling like a dog at the side of a stake. She slowly removed the robe from her tits, exposing her saucer sized nipple. She could hear him moan in anticipation. The question is, mister President, she continued, as he slid the as she slid the robe down to just above her pubic area exposing the cartoon mouse tattoo on her left hip. His eyes continued to get wider, his tongue literally hanging out of his mouth now, and he was panting as if he, it was unbearably hot in the room. What is it that you desire, she asked in conclusion as she dropped the robe 
to reveal her semi-erect penis and accompanying scrotum, she could tell he was surprised in a confused sort of way. I can show you the way to paradise, Mr. President, she said, one hand on her hip, the other to her mouth, taking a drag off of her cigarette. If you allow yourself to open your mind to me, and of course you may, uh, may have to open some other things. Madam Titan and the President spent the next three hours rolling and writhing on the bed. The bed was sticky with his semen that was almost spraying in every direction as he was being penetrated by her from behind. He titty-fucked her until he blew his load in her face, and then she got on top of him, forced his legs over his head, and entered him with every inch of her throbbing cock. When she came, she made it a point to pull out halfway through, ensuring her seed was all over him as well as inside. She called Angelica, one of the few new entertainers at the tower, to come in the room and rub Madame Titan's sperm all over him like lotion, whispering in her ear to make sure some of it got in his mouth. Madame Titan watched, lighting another cigarette as the president recuperated. He laid unmoving for some time, at that, that at one point she would have thought he was dead, with the exception of his chest moving up and down to indicate he was still breathing. When he started to come to, she stood from the chair and started to walk out of the room, completely naked, cigarette in one hand, cocktail in the other, newspaper tucked under her arm. See you at the party, Mr. President, she said as she left the room and shut the door. Once in the hall, she felt a tingle on the tip of her penis. She looked down and noticed there was a, still a little semen drool, drooling out of her. She put her cigarette in her mouth, wiped the spunk off with two of her fingers, now freehand, and placed them in the mouth of the passing waitress, who willingly sucked her fingers clean. Thank you, madam, the waitress said, and then went about her business. Gotta love this fucking job, Madam Titan thought to herself. She walked into the kitchen to see Cora and Paige making breakfast. Paige was juggling nectarines, not really helping, while Cora was reading about making scrambled eggs from a cookbook called Appetites by Anthony Bourdain. I don't get it, she said. He says just to crack the eggs into a bowl. She pointed at the bowl. Scramble them with a fork. She held up the fork. Pour them into a pan. She lifted the pan so only the handle side of the pan came off the stove. Cook them. She motioned at the pan with both hands. And then serve. He says not to add anything. Madam Titan explained. That's because eggs are eggs, my darling. They are already perfect the way they are. Cooking everything, cooking every way they are cooked. You don't need to hype them up with spices. Just cook the damn eggs. He gave Cora a kiss on the cheek. You better listen. The man was a genius. She poured a cup of coffee and then saw a book she didn't recognize on the counter. It was Wine Snobs Dictionary by David Camp and David Lynch. I remember stealing this for you girls the night we decided to be together. All three of us, she said amused. Both girls looked at her and nodded in unison. Paige dropping one of her nectarines. I was reading it. I've only flipped through it a couple times, but never really paid attention to the contents, Paige said. The madam took a careful sip of her coffee, and she started to leave the kitchen. Hey, aren't you going to eat breakfast, Cora asked, during the eggs on the stove. Madam Titan didn't look back, but raised her mug over her shoulder so Cora could see it from the back. I got my breakfast right here, she said sarcastically. Hey, y'all. Uh, <clears throat> so, before was a reading of... My favorite book. <laughs> my wife's favorite book. 
uh, a, the, a book that I wrote um, I'm trying to fucking open this pack of cigarettes and it's fucking difficult for some reason probably because I'm doing it with one hand anyway so uh, my wife read a chapter of a book that I wrote uh, unpublished uh, and um Here's my wife's, well, me and my wife, but mainly my wife's uh, opinion in the book. So this is basically an opinion of uh, a reader and a writer. So. Oh, okay. So I guess it's my turn. Yeah. So this is like one of my favorite stories, like of all time. It's it's this weird combination of like. I don't know, porn and Frankenstein's monster and I don't know, like I think those are the two like main storylines that like get meshed in this really grotesque version of what Madame Titan's Teton Tower is. It's a uh, uh, Teton. Teton. I'm, I'm never going to say it like Teton. that. Teton. Uh, Teton's Tower. It's Teton. Uh, it's the Grand Tetons. That sounds stupid. Madame Teton's Tide. Uh, whatever. Madame Teton. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Madame Titan's Teton, Teton Tower. No, what does Teton mean? Like, it that means doesn't tits mean tits in French. Oh. There's oh. A, yeah. I'm going to say Teton. Fuck it, because I'm not French. The Grand Tetons is a mountain range in the United States when the French uh, found them. I forget which French explorer found them. But when he saw them, he said they looked like tits. So he called them the the Tetons. Word, because I'm not French. I'm American. (laughs) American. Bleh. So anyway, Tetons Tower. I don't know. I really like it because, like I was saying earlier, like it it really, like one of my favorite things about the book in itself is that they're always reading a specific book, right? And every time, uh, almost every time, one of the main characters, like, walks by somebody or, you know, is in a room or something like that, they always find, like, a random book, like a specific book laying around. (coughs) Well, the reason why I did that was um, kind of a a combination of my my two favorite writers is uh, Brett Easton Ellis and um, Chuck Palahniuk. Um, so they both do this thing where they do specifics. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't try to write exactly like them, but, you know, being somebody that's influenced like, by them, I tried to yeah. do... Yeah. You picked up on something like a uh, a technique of theirs that you mm-hmm. really liked and you tried to incorporate it in your own writing. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> like, uh, if you read uh, American Psycho by... Uh, Which Brett- is going to take you... It, if you read like I do, it'll take you at least two months to finish because you got to bleach your brain and eyeballs <laughs> afterwards. It's a great <coughs> book. Don't get me wrong, but it like it fucks with your soul. Yeah. Um, which there's like a point in time. My, one of my favorite chapters in that book is where um, I like uh, he he uh, the Oasis chapter. 
previously he <laughs> like captured a rat and then there's another chapter where he uh, knocked a girl out and tied her up and uh, basically put a bunch of broken glass and cheese in her in her vagina and shoved a, a rat tube into her her vagina and then the rat was starving. Yeah, and, and it, like, basically eats this poor girl, like, from the inside out, and it's yeah. terribly painful <laughs> and, and he, like, disgusting. sawed her up with a chainsaw. Anyway, mm-hmm. so um, what I did was, uh, is they, they get really specific. So if you read American Psycho, uh, Brett Easton Ellis goes into everything that every single person is wearing. Yeah, so like and their all, business cards. Yeah, like, all that's the way my down favorite. to their business cards, their yeah. ties, like everything. This one's ivory. This yeah. one is ivory uh, haze or whatever. Yeah, this one's bone. Yeah, bone because um, they're different colors. Yeah, and uh, Chuck Palahniuk does this thing uh, where he gets uh, really specific with um, uh, different details as well. And uh, so that's what I was trying to get at. Um, I wanted to do it in my own way. So yeah. I did it with books, specific books, and then I did it with uh, uh, specific music that I was listening to while I was writing the book, but I, I did it in um, where it was not that exact music. So Yeah, like, it was like a remix. Yeah, essentially. Something. But that was also part in another uh, Brett Easton Ellis book where it was Muzak. Yeah. Where it was it was different, but it was the same. You know, mm. that's that's why I did that. Yeah. So anyway, as he was rambling, it, that's one of my favorite things about the book is like the random books that are throughout the thing. Like when you first meet, I think it's Cora. She's actually reading like Lolita, which I've read, and is a extremely troubling book to read, and so to see like that book in particular and like no backstory no nothing like she's just reading this book and then he sees her and they they have this conversation and move on you know I I really enjoy I, I enjoy like the little details in the book but this chapter is possibly one of my favorites and the reason is is because you know like our president, as uh, as presidential as he is, he's a kind of a, a character of a man in this book, and so he's got like I can't do him justice because I can't read like the way that he speaks or whatever. But like imagining whatever president is your president at the time, like in this fucking. I don't know, salacious tower of prostitutes, like, and what they would do and how they would say it, like, that's probably, like, my favorite thing. And, I mean, all of our presidents in the history of presidents have always had some salacious um, affair or whatever. So it's fun to, like, have a script for that to happen, so... This is one of my favorite chapters in the book. But also because, you know, like I'm semi-mentioned, I love it when my name is there because I don't hear it very often in, like, stuff. And it's usually, like, some dumb bitch 
and it pisses me off. Well, so what I did also in this chapter, too, is that I never, <clears throat> actually in the book, because the president comes up a few times, so obviously I'm mentioning a specific uh, president. However, I never mention his name. That way, uh, you can read the book. And, in uh, like 40 years. Yeah, most likely. still and most, have a yeah. presidential voice in your head. Yeah, most likely it'll fit that yeah. specific president. Um, like 99% chance that it's gonna. But while I was uh, writing this whole chapter, I was laughing the whole time. Like, that, if. It's great. It's great. It's <laughs> yeah. magnificent. So if it, it, it's wonderful. Basically, <laughs> just imagine me giggling the whole time that I was writing it. Um, and actually, this, this uh, chapter that she read. Uh, they're not actually chapters. I don't have chapters in this book. They're just sections. Yeah. And um, so she reads uh, two different sections. And then it gets to a point where uh, she's talking to Cora and Paige uh, about how to cook eggs. And um, Which Sean hates my eggs and only likes Anthony Bourdain's eggs. Yeah. So I only cook uh, eggs according to... Uh, the the particular book that is mentioned in um, in that chapter, Appetites, um, which I bought before Anthony Bourdain died, and the reason why I added that particular section in uh, the book was because that was the day I wrote that the day that Anthony Bourdain died. Um, that was literally the only reason why that particular section was written. Because Anthony Bourdain is a uh, influence on me, and yeah, because uh, he wouldn't want his fucking job, right? Yeah, and I added that in to the book because I wanted, obviously. Yeah, his... but so like my whole thing is, is you say that, but throughout the book there are snippets of Madame Teton and Corin Page, and like their actual life outside of their job, right? Which if you haven't figured it out, they're all prostitutes. Like, they <laughs> they all just, like, fuck dudes or women or animals Whoever. or whatever the fuck the customer wants. But at the same time, like, they, they do this, and I think it's kind of funny, is they do this major separation between their work and their home life, which... Um, kind of reflects like our relationship a lot yeah. it's like when we first got together you know we were in the same command and we couldn't really be i mean you could but then everybody was would be like oh there's that couple you know so instead we were like uber professional when we were at work but like at home you know we were different yeah and there was a direct separation in the way that we handled each other which at work was very professional to the point where we would like argue at work because i was right and he was wrong and didn't want to admit it but you know whatever and um so i like that i like that there are snippets of Paige and madam titan or madam titan and um, Cora and their like weird ridiculous love triangle and like the personalities that they are and how they all mesh it's not the main plot but it's like a, a interesting sub plot to the main storyline yeah. and that's like <clears throat> the perfect snippet of the three of them because the madam doesn't give a fuck 
and Paige is fucking retarded. And then you've got Cora over here, like, trying to maintain some kind <laughs> of, like, regular life. And yeah. the, it's it's like she's fighting this uphill battle the whole fucking time. And, and I'm not going to give the book away because you all should uh, read it. But she really you know kind of, she's the anchor to their relationship and the two of them are fucking ridiculous and then you've got this grounded person who's just like i just want to make some fucking eggs like i just want to make fucking eggs so that people can eat breakfast because breakfast is important you know so i like that but like we were talking about earlier another thing that i like about this book is especially in today's society where you have like you know this I'm going to say say it outright, so if you've got kids in the car, you know, cover their ears. But pussyfooting around, like, this transgender pronoun, like, what are you, what aren't you, gender bullshit that's out there right now. You've got this woman, right, Madam Teton, who is Titan. not... Madam Titan. Titan, who's not a woman, but is not a man either. She's very gender fluid, she identifies as a woman, but yet is not a woman she's at all. A man. She's physically a man, but identifies as a woman sometimes. Like, there's also other times where she's very masculine and very, you know, herself, right, on one side of the gender spectrum, and then the other side where she's, like, crying into her fucking mojito because she's a giant bitch. Like, <laughs> and so, you know, I mean, it's it's... It's fun because most people would have said, oh, I can't do that. But instead of doing that, you, like, bull rushed it and said, no, like, if the... And I know you didn't say it on purpose, but as a reader, you almost look at it like the writer said, no, fuck that. If this is going to be part of society, then I'm going to make this character and allow her to be all the things that people are saying that um a transgender person can't be which is oh identify as a woman but i am a man and so like you have this weird TikTok yeah. between the two and <laughs> and i think that's a really interesting way of doing that because everybody you know stereotypes a, a transgender person as being oh i was a man now i'm a woman and now i can no longer have masculine traits yeah. or the opposite Whereas Madam Titan is some somebody who's literally right on the line. Yeah. Like, she's got these big fucking tits and is like, oh, I'm so sexy. Like, I'm a woman. And it's very soft and, and you know, kind of um, emotional, right? Like, the, yeah. the stereotypical woman on one hand, but at the same time can turn around and be like, no, bitch, like, that's not our game today. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fuck the president with my big fucking dick. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck it. Well, so I didn't want the uh, the, the crying part to necessarily be uh, a, a feminine trait. Um, no, because men can cry too yeah. because hashtag toxic masculinity is a real thing and we need yeah. to teach our boys that they can cry. So, uh, you know, the crying part is something that's supposed to be both genders. Mm -hmm. um, whenever I, I thought of this idea, I wanted it to be kind of funny, but also, like, as I was <laughs> writing it, uh, thought, <clears throat> okay, well, so you have this guy that became a woman. Um, kind of. 
Kind, well, yeah, it kind of. Well, it thinks... Well, is a sexual being, because that's, like, the whole yeah, thing that she it, goes that's, through. That's actually, so, yeah. that's actually kind of what I wanted. So, like, uh, halfway, uh, he, he or she is... She is uh, a woman. And halfway... Uh, she's, she's a man. A man. Uh, physically, she's a man. Yeah, which but she also kept her dong so that she could have amazing <coughs> sex. Like that's yeah. the whole, the whole behind the yeah. scenes of the story is that she's trying to. Cr- this is where the Frankenstein's monster comes into place. Is she's trying to create the most sexual being that could exist? Yeah. And what is that? It's somebody who you can fuck. Somebody who can fuck. And somebody with tits. Yeah. And to wrap and that all up in one is the most sexual being. And, that, and that's what she wanted to be originally. And she's origi- got a tight ass. Yeah. That's what she wanted to be originally was the... Essentially the most sexual being on the planet. However, she couldn't be. That. Yeah. She couldn't be because there's no way as a person, right, that you can only be sexual. Because people have multiple facets to themselves, right? Like you have physical things, you have emotional things, you have, you know, your mental, your your thought processes and all these things that get in the way of being nothing but a sexual being, right? Like people aren't sex robots. Yeah. And so... So that's what she was trying to be at first, but right. then... Her work wasn't finished, so she had to... You can't give away the rest of the story. Okay. Well, like, that's the, whole, that's the whole shit part about finding a chapter in the middle of the fucking book. Yeah. Is that, like, nobody knows the characters yet, and nobody really knows the ending, and I don't want to give it away. Because, <laughs> like, the ending, just so you know, is, is... It's kind of predictable, but at the same time, unpredictable. Like, if you read this story and you have no idea what's going to happen, you're just like, what's going to happen, like, this whole time, right? But just to, to focus on the book up to this point, right, like the president's visit, that's, that's kind of like a basic backstory to the characters. And it's, it's really fun. Like, it's a fun book. And... Uh, I enjoyed reading it. I, I actually sent it out to a bunch of friends of mine who also really enjoyed reading it. And um, so, yeah. What else do you want to talk about? I'll talk about, like, up to this point all you want, but I'm not going to ruin it for everybody. Because oh. if we're going to read, like, all the book on the podcast, then they can wait till like, I don't know, three weeks from now and get the ending because that no. wouldn't be fair. I think that's pretty much good. Um, if uh, <clears throat> if you want the book, send an email. Yeah, send an email to uh, 77 Miles. That's S-E-V-E-N-T-Y, the number seven, at, well, no, I fucked that up. Yeah. 70, <laughs> the word, seven, the number, miles. The whole word at gmail.com. Yeah, so S E V E N T Y, the number seven, M I L E S, at gmail.com. Uh, if you want the uh, the book, uh, I'll send it out 
um, I'm trying to get it uh, published. We're trying to but... publish. So, like, the more, um, kind of the more people who read it and uh, give, you know, um, productive criticism, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't just get up on there and be like, oh, I hated it. Like, uh, Cora's voice is stupid or, you know, I find this offensive or whatever. Like, you gotta, you gotta take this story for what it is and it's fucking ridiculous. And yeah. it's supposed to be funny. The whole thing's supposed to be yeah. funny. And like I said, it's a combination between porn and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So, you know, I mean, it's not for the lighthearted, but it's also for people who can find the funny and kind of disgust, you yeah. know, and, and that's really what it is. Like, it's the most disgusting shit you've ever seen or heard or whatever in your entire life. But it's it's funny. But it's not funny, but it's funny at the same time. Yeah. The the story's tower, uh, this is um, basically the uh, everything about <clears throat> tower. I don't, I, I never really know how to end these things. Yeah, because uh, he sucks. So goodbye. <clears throat>
be the end of episode, what is this, six? six? Yeah, we're on six. On six. Yeah. Okay. Okay, later, bye. Yeah. <laughs> you saw a chicken? What else did you see? Do you remember? Yeah. Did you see trains? No. You didn't see trains? You didn't see lots of trains? Yeah. Yeah, you played with a girl and you played with the trains, you remember? Train hat? Yeah. Yeah, you had a train hat on? Head. Yeah, on your head. It was so silly. Yeah. Hat on. Yeah. What else did you see? Yeah. Chicken. You saw a chicken? Papa. Yeah. Chicken noodle! Chicken <laughs> <laughs> What else did you see? Do you remember? Chicken <laughs> What else did you see? <laughs> Just chickens. Just chickens. All she saw was chickens. Did you see a fire truck? No. Fire. Yeah. We Did saw you play some music? No, she didn't want to play music. No. Um, Did you see a boat? No. No? You didn't see a boat? Not yet. Yeah. Toy. Yeah. Birthday Yeah. But you don't get birthday presents till your birthday. Okay, bye. Okay, bye 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 now. <laughs>